Welcome to the Daily Dose of the Dow Podcast, teaching you about the stock market and investing in just 10 minutes a day. And now, here's your host and stock trader, Chris Rocco. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 13 of the Daily Dose of the Dow Podcast. Uh, I misspoke last recording saying it was our 10th episode. It's actually was not our 10th. It was actually our 12th. So welcome to episode 13 of the of uh, Daily Dose of the Dow this time. Uh, I hope my followers in the Northeast aren't completely snowed in. I know uh, the New York uh, metro area got dumped with a lot of snow. And uh, I think almost up to like two feet or more maybe. Something crazy. Anyway, good morning. Happy Tuesday. Uh, today we're going to be moving on from kind of the GameStop mania and AMC mania and the volatility, and we're going to talk about some stock charts and what to look for when buying a stock, uh, kind of go a little bit into the technical analysis st- side of stocks instead of uh, uh, fundamentals, more technical analysis today. So um, obviously, um, you should be believing in the company and their long-term growth aspects, but it's also nice to get into a stock at the right time and uh, that means you should become and you should be already well-equipped with reading charts because charts are your friend, just like trends are your friend. So keep that in mind. It's always good to know some and understand how to read some good indicators and, and read basic trends in, in charts. So that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. So all shares of a company oscillate between being overbought and oversold. No matter the quality of the company, any stock will go through these cycles, regardless of initial or continuing successes. And the beauty of that is that you can easily and quickly check any stock in a matter of mere seconds to see if there has been too much buying or selling. And um, what's really important for you to understand is that these kind of conditions almost always reverse themselves. Overbought... um, stock prices fall and oversold share prices rise. In fact, the market as a whole is trying to always return to normalcy, a state of being neither overbought nor oversold. And um, in that quest for normalcy in the market, uh, trading and the stock price almost acts predictable in its journey back to equality of supply and demand. And that's what you always have to remember. The market is dictated between supply and demand. If the, if the price runs up so much, you're not going to have as much buyers up there because there just is not enough demand because the price is too high. So it's important to know that all stocks peak and decline. For example, if an incredible company, let's say Apple, with everything going right for them, they're firing on all cylinders – Um, they drive higher prices. Investors are going to stampede into the shares, causing the investment to quickly reach an overbought condition. And this causes the price to climb too high for the market to endure because of buyer resistance to these exuberant prices. And remember, the market boils down to the supply and demand, as I said already. If there's not enough buyers at these prices, you will get a so-called like new resistance level, a level where it'll be the next support level if it breaks that resistance level. So resistance levels become support levels and whatnot. The same holds true for these oversold um, stocks and shares. At the, under, at the other end of the spectrum, when prices become high enough that buyers believe the value of the shares will drop, 
you know, you have a, a mass sale of, of shares ensues. So the de- that basically means the demand is down and in turn the stock price falls. Um, the stock becomes increasingly oversold as the available supply dries up. Anyone left with, left with shares stops selling since they risk losing large amounts of share value. While the topic is being incredibly simplified here for the purpose of explanation, the key takeaways are oversold shares typically rise in price within weeks or months at most, and overbought shares typically fall in price. To really look at, to really look at and um, examine these overbought and oversold stocks, you can apply the RSI to a stock chart, which is known as the Relative Strength Index, a Relative Strength Indicator. Um, the RSI is a technical analysis momentum indicator, which displays a number from 0 to 100. I love using the RSI, especially with my day trading and, and swing trades. Um, and it's really a good tool to look at because it really gives you a good handle on whether or not the stock is overbought or oversold because you can look at it with your eye. I mean, if it looks like the, the stock has been in downtrend or maybe it's over oversold, but the RSI indicator kind of puts a number on that. So any level below 30 is known as oversold and any number over 70 suggests the shares are overbought. So therefore, let's say Apple has an RSI of 75. Uh, These shares will typically receive downward pressure from the market. Buyers have stampeded, have already stampeded to buy these shares and share prices will be pushed higher until the market cannot handle the price due to demand because there's not enough demand at these high prices. So the relative strength index indicator is like an elastic band. It further moves towards zero or 100, and um, the stronger the pull will be in the other direction. So for this reason, you will rarely see an RSI over 80, and the same goes for the other side. You will rarely see an RSI less than 20. Now, while it is possible that an extremely overbought or oversold stock will become even more overbought or oversold, such an outcome becomes increasingly unlikely the further to the extremes the RSI reaches. So let's say in the rare case you see an RSI below 20, um, the less likely it is to move even further into the oversold territory, and um, you will be kind of expecting a, a bounce back into the normal RSI range. And the same is said for the other side of the spectrum. So um, I want to point out, you can use the RSI in many different time frames. also. You know, as I said, if you're a day trader, you can use the RSI by the minute. But if you're a long-term investor, it's wise to use the RSI on a daily or maybe a weekly time frame, And that's best for a good read. So day traders, you can use RSI by the minute. By the second, if you're even more of a high-frequency day trader, but for long-term investors, use the RSI on a daily or kind of weekly time frame. That's the best for a good read. So to put it, to bog it all down, to put it simply, the RSI basically indicates the resistance and support of a share. The point at which demand can no longer support high prices is market resistance, where the market pushes the price back down, and that's the point where there's, that's where you're going to have a high RSI. So when demand is strong enough to keep prices from falling further, market support pushes back and keep prices from falling, that would be a low RSI. So the RSI indicator, remember it's formerly known as the relative strength index, is always a good place to start when you're looking to begin your journey into the kind of the technical analysis world. Um, 
so I kind of wanted to do this sort of thing, this quick little basic technical analysis thing, and um, I look forward to building on this discussion in future episodes. So I hope you guys learned a little bit about the technical analysis side of stocks and specifically the relative strength indicator. And in the future, we will definitely go more in depth and examine some other uh, indicators and other ways to analyze a stock technically. So stay tuned for that. Anyways, stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy your day. And I think you'll hear from me Thursday for the next episode, Thursday or Friday. All right, see you guys.